Hello, hello, hello. It's episode five. Can you believe it's episode five of Joe Blogs About Films, a weekly podcast talking about films. Last week, we had a TV special, first TV-themed episode, where we discussed the uh, the best episodes and personal favourite episodes of The Office. A massive thank you as well to my good friend, Edward Joe Steele, for, for joining me on that. And a massive thank you again uh, for listening to it. Really is appreciated. And The Office is just a... Uh, what a show. What a show. And speaking of The Office, Jim Halpert himself, uh, John Krasinski, uh, is, well, he can do scary films. And that is what we're focusing on episode five. It's kind of like a Krasinski double feature, isn't it, really, back to back? But yes, sorry, A Quiet Place Part 2 is in the cinemas, finally, after being delayed for so long. Well, obviously, it was just about to release um, just as the lockdown and the pandemic hit. Uh, therefore, it was uh, pushed back, and we finally got it, obviously, over a year later. Um, it's, it's just so good to have this film. It was one of the films I was very much looking forward to seeing. I very much enjoyed A Quiet Place Part 1. Um, so here we are, finally getting to see A Quiet Place Part 2, starring Emily Blunt, Killian Murphy, Millicent Simmons, and Noah Jupe. Uh, really, really was good to sit down in the cinema and see this in all its glory. Um, it was a film as well that when it kind of got postponed, there were talks of whether it would go to a streaming service, uh, whether Netflix would pick it up, they're throwing money at everything these days, or even Amazon Prime or something like that. Uh, but John Krasinski was pretty adamant on making sure this film was released at cinemas. And I have to say, great decision, fair play to him, even though it's obviously made him wait an extra year or so for this film to come out. Uh, the best decision, uh, yeah, that he... Um, they they made for it because I think that if we'd have had this straight to a streaming service, we wouldn't. It would have still been great. We'd have all loved it. I just think that these films. I mean, one of the things that made a quiet place, the first a quiet place, sorry, um, so good was just the sheer intensity um, and the fact that you're in the cinema and it's so so silent. Um, that you can hear everything, any cough, any even just getting something out of someone's pocket or whatever. If they were eating popcorn, I'm pretty sure you'd have been judged. And kind of like, it's great that that's kind of carried on and people have realised this with the second one because when I was in the cinema, there wasn't very many people scoffing their faces. So, uh, which is nothing wrong with that. I had a lovely tub of ice cream before <laughs> before the film started. But yeah, anything crunchy is, um, well, it's going to be heard, isn't it, in films like this? But A Quiet Place 2, we're not going to be spoiling it. We're not going to be going over anything major in terms of plot or character developments too, you know, too much. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil the story because there's, if there's one thing this film and the marketing for this film, sorry, was, you know, as they did really well was to give us so little. Uh, I mean, if you think about the fact that, like I say, this film has been on the back burner now for over a year, we've still only seen a small amount. And, and anything that we do talk about on this podcast episode tonight today even um it'll only be stuff that have, that have been touched upon in the trailer and and kind of as i say just going to be talking about what i or my overall thoughts are because this is going to be one of those films where people are going to argue whether the second one is better than the first one um, and i think that's a fair enough argument if i'm if i'm being honest i think for me personally uh, which you will touch on as we as we go on but i, I obviously I, I i love the first one so um it'll take a lot to kind of top that and it, well, for most part, Quiet Place do does really kind of you know, you get your money's worth with it, and and if anything, it has me itching for some more. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm interested to know what people think of it if they do think it's better than the first one. 
Um, but yeah, I was very much excited to to be able to go and see this film at the cinema. It just did not disappoint. I mean, the the main thing, the main thing we will have to say, obviously, there's no spoilers for A Quiet Place Part Two. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, and this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. Um, but it will probably by doing this uh, podcast, we probably will end up having to not spoil the first one too much. But because this film picks up directly where the first one ends, it's going to be kind of difficult to uh, to spoil to not spoil the ending. So just just let you know if you've not seen the first one i'd be surprised why you've been listening to this if you've not seen the first one um but yes we will be talking a little bit of spoilers about a quiet place one because the beauty of a quiet place one for me was that we just didn't know anything like we didn't know what had gone off or where these monsters slash aliens had come from we were straight in the thick of it you know we're meeting these characters the family that are already using sign language they're they're clever and they're, they're you know very smart and John Cruz's character is brilliant Emily Blunt as one of the first one is fantastic uh, even the even the children actors uh, in, the, in the first one uh, Melissa Simmons and Noah Jupe both of which have very very big roles in this film uh, were tremendous in that first one um, whether that carries over into the second one I will slightly go over um, but so at the end of the first one we discover that these monsters they you know they do have a weakness the creative side of the first one was just tremendous you know these monsters they only use you know they don't use sight they can hear very very well um, you know I loved all the little things that they did in the first one for example like eating their dinner off of leaves and you know so they couldn't use plates so there was no cutlery like banging obviously playing the whole monopoly by using fabric instead and yeah, it was. There was some very, very great creative sides of it, and and they do carry that on into this one, like the opening. I mean, you, we have seen this in the trailers. We get to see from uh, obviously the, the the same perspective of the family, day one when the monsters first came, and I'm gonna go out and say that it's one of my favorite opening sequences to a film. Uh, I I thought it was just. I I'm I'm a big sucker. Obviously, I'm a massive nerd. So I'm a big sucker for any kind of lore and mythology behind things. And if we're only given, if we're only drip fed something, or if we're not even given much, like they do in the first one, all we know is there's just these monsters. There's always that kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Like, how did we get to this point? Um, and so just to see like the opening and and to see it all unfold, to see this chaos and and everything. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, and and really is a really really. Uh, strong start to the film and I think the actually the film carries on and goes from there and th there is there, there's certain parts of the film that I do think are a little bit predictable like it almost does suffer a little bit of uh, sequel syndrome um you know just some of the suspense elements like from the, in the first one obviously because Melissa Simmons character um Regan Abbott, the daughter of uh, Lee and Evelyn Abbott, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, she is deaf. So they've already got this upper advantage in the sense that they've been using sign language most of, well, for, for a long period, for all of her life anyways. Um, and so that's why they kind of survived as long as they had in the first one. And they do carry that on in this one. It's just that in the first one, those moments when it cut to what, Regan was hearing, Melissa Simmons and her character, obviously didn't hear anything, the sound just cuts out and all you can hear is like a, like a bit of a muffle, there could be anything behind her, this that and the other, she won't know until she turns and looks and that is where it kind of, in this in this one anyways, in the second one, you, it, when when it does do that, you kind of know you kind of start thinking something's going to happen Something there's going to be a monster here in a second, like something's going to make us jump or whatever, so 
the jump scares are brilliant, but some are a little bit predictable. I mean, you're always going to have a jump. I mean, I'm one of those people that I th- I kind of like not thrive on it, but if I if I know it's a scary film, I'm not. You know, I used to have a big deal when I was growing up of like going to see a scary film, and then people in the cinema just kind of like almost like making jokes out of it, or you know, almost like kind of just making themselves feel better because they're scared. And it's at the end of the day, it's okay to be scared. This is what these films are about. This is what it's this is what it's for. This is what Krasinski wrote the film for. You know, to give that you know thriller and suspense so uh, I, I don't mind being I, I like the jump scares uh, as much as it probably pains me at the time <laughs> I like coming out being like Jesus that moment um, but yeah Krasinski himself has said that this film uh, you know he's sorry he's a fan before he is like a writer director and so initially the thought of doing a sequel was kind of like is it a cash grab or, if, or it isn't but I think he said when he started writing that they actually started putting some ideas down it kind of flowed from there and there's nothing cash grabby about this film, if I'm being honest. I think that Emily Blunt put it perfectly herself. She said that this film, when she read the script, is almost like the second book in a trilogy of books. Whether that's a hint as to expect a part three, I don't know. I would be very happy to have a part three. I know they've already announced that they're doing a spin-off of A Quiet Place, so I'd be very happy to see um, more of it. So, you know, coming into this film, you know, we've already we'd lost John Krasinski at the end of the first one. His character, obviously well, sacrifice himself to save his kids like any good father would do. Um, and, you know, we leave these characters in a position where they found a weakness uh, in the monsters, which they are obviously susceptible to any kind of high frequency uh, and feedback, which I thought was a very clever twist uh, in respect of, you know, that these monsters that only use hearing, they so suddenly, you know, they, they can't have a high, you know, high frequency feedback or anything like that, it will just send them a bit mental. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I, I loved that. And it, you know, it carries on from there. And the one thing that I, I think was brilliant about this film, and again, it's no spoilers here, but this isn't a film where they learn something and then they don't utilize it. You see so many sequels that come out where they might learn something at the end of the first film. And then by the sequel, it's kind of forgotten about and they don't really do anything with it. And they, and just kind of you thinking, well, hang on a minute at the end of this one or in the last one, you found out this. So why are you not doing that? they really utilise the fact that these monsters cannot deal with that high frequency. They're susceptible to it. So, yeah, fair play for that. I think it's very, very good. The other main point of this film for me is that Millicent Simmons, who plays Regan Abbott, I've already mentioned her a couple of times already, is brilliant. Like, she really does take the main role in this film. Like, you'd think that Emily Blunt was going to be the main character. Obviously, she's the mother of the two kids and the newborn, so it would only be, you know... She's one of the. She's like the main character in the first one, so it would be fair to say and expect that she would be the main character. And Emily Blunt's character is brilliant. I love what they what they do with. It. I just love Emily Blunt. If I'm being honest, I think she's a really really good actor. I love her in film. You know, in Looper in particular. I think that was when I first really started following her work. Um, but Melissa Simmons, really really her and Killian Murphy together have some excellent screen time together. And again, Killian Murphy, what? A great bit of casting that one is. Uh, really, just to see him, you know, I kill him. Murphy's just a fantastic actor. Let's be honest. To say from Peaky Blinders to Batman Begins to everything that he's in is just a fantastic. It's just fantastic to watch. He plays the character Emmett, and there's some great development with that character. There's also a great backstory for him as well. I'd love to see if they were to carry on and do a third one. I really would hope they would get Killian to come back because I think he just adds so much more to this this whole world. And and that's the main thing for this film is that we kind of we're exploring more a little bit more it's kind of like where you know the first one was very grounded and very centered around their farmhouse and how they adapted and coped and survived to get to get to where they are and then the sequel it was so open more it's so you know like there's so much more to to see and so much more to learn almost there are times though when i was thinking you know sat there thinking this is a getting 
a little bit, mm, I don't know what, silly would be a better word. Well, I don't mean that in the sense that the film gets silly. I just think that some characters in this film, I don't even know why they do some of the things they do or what their thought process is for certain. I just, it's so, for me, the, the biggest thing, and I remember saying this to my friend and see this with, is that it came out afterwards and I was like, I, I really enjoyed this film. However, the first film had no real, like, daft or stupid decision-making. Like, the characters were all clued up. They knew what they'd... You know, they'd survive for as long as they have. So many hundred days or, or whatever it is that they would survive for. So, you know, the idea that they, these characters in the first one were so clever. Like, for example, obviously, I know Emily Blunt is carrying a baby in the first one. They they know, you know, they've set things up in motion so that when it does come to the due date and delivery, um, you know, they can set some fireworks off and it's a loud distraction. The monsters will go to that or at least it'll drown out any kind of screaming from Emily Blunt, you know, as she gives birth. Um, you know, all of this. And then to go from that to then these, to some people that have apparently survived as long as they have, yet to still make stupid decisions. And this isn't just like new characters that we meet. This is also one of the main characters in the film um, and was in the first film, sorry, just some of the decisions or, or what they do, you just think, where, why? <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Like, you're asking to get, well, slaughtered in a very unpleasant way by these monsters. So that was, like, the only issue that I had is that we went from such clever and, and smart thinking to some very, very questionable thinking and decision-making. Uh, but that's pretty much it, if I'm being honest. If you, were forced, if you put a gun to me and said, say something that was wrong about A Quiet Place 2, that's what I would say. Just that there's a few decisions from characters that are a bit stupid. Uh, but other than that, i say this film is pretty good. And as I say, it's, it's almost, I can see this being a contender in many years to come where people will argue whether the second one is better than the first one, a bit like people do with Alien and Aliens. Um, but well, Alien of which actually inspired John Krasinski with the first and, and well, the, the, this, these films, really. Um, and you can see that, really. Um, but I, I've very much enjoyed a quiet place part two i think it's a very very good sequel um some of the visuals say that the i really can't I, I don't want to big it up too much but the opening sequence said the first 15 minutes of day one is is really really good uh, and anything just to see john krasinski back as well because you know he was so good in the first one i don't think anyone expected him to write or direct anything like this but yeah like i say there are moments where it does kind of suffer from sequel syndrome in terms of some character development and also some um yeah some of the suspense is kind of not as suspensive because you you almost like expecting to to have a jump scare or expecting something to happen and usually it does go the way that you think it's going to go but i will say as i mentioned before the marketing for this did not spoil this film in any way I, I, you know we knew we knew only very little when you know going into this film for me anyways i don't know about you listeners if you've avoided all if not you know so many of the trailers or if you've just avoid, yeah, just or if you've just gone in being like, I want to know everything. Um, but I, I very much was surprised by where this film went, and it has me very much itching for for more of this. And I would love to think that Paramount Pictures can persuade Mr. Krasinski to uh, maybe do a third one, or even just continue writing some like say more spin-offs in this because uh, I, I feel that there is there's more to give. There's definitely more, and and A Quiet Place is definitely up there with one of the one of the better films of recent years, and part two also adds to that. So that's my thoughts. I say I'm going to give it out of 10. I'm going to give it eight and a half, I think, Quiet Place 2. Um, I think that if I was, I think the, the first one's definitely a nine at least, and then this one is not far behind it. But for me, the first one's always going to be the better one. Uh, original's always best. I've said that before plenty of times. But A Quiet Place Part 2 is available now. If you've seen it, I'd love to know your thoughts. You can now catch us on Twitter, the 
the the show this podcast has got a twitter account and it is joe blogs films uh so if you just type that in double g and blogs you can give us a oh, is it joe blogs film i think it's one of it's i think it's the, that one i think it's joe blogs film if i get it right so you can yeah you can keep up to date i'll try and post when the new podcasts are on but like i say these podcasts will be airing every every friday uh but really enjoyed a quiet place too let me know if you've seen it and we'll be back with more film or tv discussions in the future until next time though take care